All right, welcome, boys and girls, to another episode of the IDP Plus podcast. And we are coming to you live this week, uh, not because of any good reason. Uh, there was definitely some technical difficulties over the uh, the past couple of days, uh, making it a little hard to, to get these handy-dandy spreadsheets that you see and hear about every week together. So we are doing our first live episode of the IDP Plus podcast. Thank you for tuning in live or listening slash watching after the fact. Uh, please definitely, you know, throw us a subscription over there on YouTube or Spotify or iTunes, wherever you consume the content. So I am Steve Thomason, a.k.a. Dynasty Santa, your host for today, along with Big Sean Teague, who <laughs> what's up, Sean? <laughs> what's up, man? I, I love you. So you're taking my uh, adoration for uh, one of our normal co-hosts, uh, Mike Sicoli here, who I have you know, named big double underscore. So you are going big single underscore here uh, in, 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 in lieu of, of Mike Zicoli who, uh, or Matt record also neither could join us this week. So uh, the schedule got kind of a little funky, you know, we're post holidays. We didn't, weren't able to do our normal recording last night. So things are a little hectic, but we're going to, we're going to, we're going to take care of you guys this week. So uh, yeah. So we are on to week 13. Essentially we're going to do our week 12 Roundup, how did you fare this week, Sean? I actually did pretty good, all things considered. Uh, nice. You know, we, we didn't have very good games this week uh, overall. We were just talking about that. Uh, yeah. But my, my defense carried me through most of my leagues. So that, that was good. Love to hear that. Love to hear when, when yeah, it felt, we were talking in pre-show how this week felt very, on both offense and defense, it felt mm -hmm. kind of very feast or famine right there was like some super great scores but it felt like that kind of middle it was like all or nothing this week i don't know that was just a, kind of a feeling i had maybe it was just my team sucks so well some of my teams did really well and then some of them just totally shit the bed this week so <laughs> um yeah that's just kind of how it felt to me so um yes <laughs> Uh, big Matt. Uh, yeah. So yeah, if you guys are watching live and have comments or questions as we're going through the games, uh, we would love for you to to throw them into the comments, and we will hit you right here during the live show. So uh, yeah, Matt, what's up, Matt? Miss you, buddy. And uh, you know, I believe Matt will be back with us next week. So excited, uh, excited for that. All right, we are going to get right into the Packers-Lions from Thanksgiving. The Lions continue to lose on Thanksgiving. This one, I was shocked. I really thought, because they, they took care of business, I believe, earlier in the season against Green Bay uh, quite easily, if, I, if, I, if I'm if if I recalling correctly. Maybe I'm not, but uh, this one was pretty much Green Bay dominant uh, throughout most of the game here. So uh, very interesting to, to, to see it uh, shake out that way. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I grabbed some food. Uh, we were in the middle of one of the first suppers there, or you know, big yeah. feast we were having, and uh, I just flipped <laughs> on the phone real quick, and it was like twenty to nothing, like right away, or, or yeah. like some some crazy score. So, yeah, it caught yeah. me off guard. And part of the reason is Rashawn Gary finally decided to have a week now. This guy, I've been very like we all love his talent, and we we know this is this is his ceiling. But his floor this year has just been brutal. Um, mm. And depending on the size of your league, you know, Rashawn Gary's definitely lost you some weeks. If 
you had him in this week. He probably helped you win this week. However, with how bad he's been over the past couple of weeks from a fantasy standpoint, uh, you you may have not even had him in your lineup because this was not a particularly good matchup. Jared Goff has been really good at, at not taking uh, sacks so far this year. He's he's among the league leaders in not allowing pressures to convert to sacks. So this was definitely a surprising outcome, I would say, for Rashawn Gary to have three sacks, the only sacks in the entire game that you can see there, and he hogged them all. So, hey, obviously in our dynasty leagues, he is a, you know, top uh, coveted edge rusher asset, probably in the solid, like, tier two of of edge rushers, right? Um, But for your redraft leagues, it's just been incredibly lumpy um, for his production week to week so far this year. So what are you doing with Gary here? I mean – I, I assume you're still in on him in Dynasty, but like redraft, do you just roll him out moving forward and hope that you get these spike weeks and you kind of just take the, the crap weeks to go with it? Or what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, Dynasty for sure. You know, you're definitely you're excited mm-hmm. from seeing that, you know, another big game. But man, redraft. Yeah. You, you don't start him without understanding he could give you a huge donut. Mm-hmm. So you're taking a big risk. Personally, I don't want that big risk. Right now, we're getting into mm-hmm. trying to scrap into the you know playoffs, trying to get that right. last little push. So mm-hmm. I'm looking for somebody who's a little more you know consistent, has a higher floor. Mm-hmm. But if I'm already sitting well and I want to shoot for that big score, I, I would might mm-hmm. risk it. Yeah, yeah. It, it really depends, I think, on your uh, A, your personality, and B, the makeup of your team. If you're like really solid elsewhere and can afford to take the ceiling shot on Gary, I think that's a, a, a great thing to do. If you're in a shower league, you're you're you know fighting for the playoffs. Honestly, this could be an outlier game. So I'd be maybe a little more cautious there in, in just rolling him out, expecting, you know, the, these results here uh, moving forward. So I totally agree. But yeah, Dynasty, he remains, especially remember, he's coming off this injury. He still only played uh, 51% of the snaps in this one, which is, you know, he's been hovering around this like between 50 and 60%. And this just happened to be a spike game. So keep that in mind too. He's He hasn't totally ramped up to what we like to see. Um, he's not like the Pittsburgh guys who are out there, you know, 80 to 90% of snaps. He's hovering in this like 50 to 60% range. Really, really tough to bet on those that snap amount and this outcome every week. So we are preaching a little bit of caution here going forward on Rashawn Gary. Uh, you could see another reason we have some of the high scores here, especially Green Bay dominating with um, one, two, three, four, five out of the top six scores is because their 100% of snaps was 84 defensive snaps. Meanwhile, Detroit on defense only had 56 total to their disposal and why we have a cornerback, Jerry Jacobs, topping the list um, for the Lions this week. We also saw Alex Anzalone get injured. We don't really know the um, – the severity of that injury just yet. So what we're also doing for you this week here is we have highlighted and read some of the top guys that we think could be waiver relevant for this game. So I'm just going to go down those names. Um, We've got Jonathan Owens played hundred percent, had a monster game, um, you know, 12 tackles, eight of them solo, a tackle for a loss, a fumble recovery. Did he return that for a touchdown or was it just a, cause wait, 16. Uh, He did return that for a touchdown. Yeah. So yeah. Okay, 
yes, that all makes sense. So a return fumble for a touchdown. So, I mean, um, as long as – so, okay, let me put it – Jonathan Owens right now has been fully taking over for Darnell Savage, who was on IR. So we have to keep our eyes peeled to there because I don't think they placed him on season ending, but it's also been more than four weeks or possibly this was the fourth week. At this point in time, I have no. <laughs> they, they they haven't yeah. practiced. Things. Like, okay. so he has been designated to return, but you know, he, he was still a scratch this past week. So, so yeah, you got to keep an eye on that one. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So Jonathan Owens, you know, maybe if he's still somehow out there, don't go mortgaging the farm for him. But um, if Darnell Savage is going to continue remaining out, Owens is the direct replacement for Darnell Savage. So if Savage is going to be active coming out, we could see Owens, boom, drop off, drop off a cliff. So just be be careful there. The other guy who's right beneath him, Anthony Johnson, who played 100% of snaps, is in for Rudy Ford. So Rudy Ford, not on IR, but I think he's missed, what, the past two weeks or something like that? Um yeah, at he, least he's been in and out a lot. <laughs> he's been like questionable and then not playing. Like it's it's yeah, it's very annoying with Rudy Ford. So as long as Rudy Ford is out, Anthony Johnson is your direct backup there. But again, as soon as they are officially active, either of them, both of these guys, boom, could turn back into pumpkins. So just be careful there too. Uh, we've got, of course, Isaiah McDuffie. Whenever either either Quay Walker or Devondre Campbell is out. Boom, McDuffie gets entered back into the picture. So we'll have to see, of course, the severity of Devondre Campbell. I don't quite think we know that uh, just yet. But again, if he's going to be out, and Quay Walker's been banged up all season. So honestly, McDuffie might be a great guy to just stash on your bench, um, depending on the depth of your league. And just hang on to him um, for the rest of the year, because uh, especially the Packers aren't making the playoffs. If Depending on these guys' injuries, they might shut them down. So I mean... Uh, he, he's definitely one of your best like stash candidates if you can afford to, sh to stash a guy and then just throw him right into that starting lineup once we know the game statuses of both Quay Walker and Devondre Campbell uh, going forward there. Um, we also had an injury to Alex Anzalone. So both Derek Barnes and Jack Campbell have become potentially viable. We, we expect as – you know, gross as it is to say, uh, we expect Derek Barnes to take over the number one linebacker spot there for Anzalone, but then Campbell would move up to the LB2. And we saw Derek Barnes get 95% of snaps just last week um, with everybody healthy. So, you know, and we, we know that Jack Campbell's a better overall talent. So who knows? He he might have finally an opportunity to open up here. But again, Anzalone's status isn't isn't really well known. Uh, we don't even know if he's actually going to miss time or not. So uh, these are these are kind of flyer hail mary guys right now. And then Ali McNeil. I mean, shoot, if you're playing defensive tackle required leagues and you're getting eighty percent of snaps, I know his production wasn't all that great this week, but he that's how he goes. I mean, um, but for a defensive tackle, he's got. He's got the ceiling there. So he's very much a ceiling play. And if these snaps are going to remain this strong, uh, it's tough to, you know, just ignore a guy like that, even if you're stashing him as kind of a backup. So um, is there anybody else you wanted to talk about from this game? No, I think you pretty much nailed it. I really like the McNeil pick. He's a guy I've streamed several times this year, you know, depending on matchups or buys, injuries, whatever. Uh, I think he's a very solid play. No, awesome. I think you got it. All righty. That will take us then 
to the Commanders and the Cowboys game. Um, this was dominated by the Dallas defense. Uh, we had Deron Bland have his historic fifth uh, interception return for a touchdown. Uh, that is an NFL best now, a new NFL record. So always cool for something like that to have it. Of course, it happened on Thanksgiving. So um, that was really cool. But again, another Dallas game that was essentially a blowout. Um, so we're going to have goofy you know, production here. And it's going to be tough again to, to take away much solid information on the Dallas side. So with that being said, we'll, we'll, we'll quickly take a look at Washington. Um, and I'm really just going to touch on their, uh, their red guys for right now. So we had Cody Barton return. We, we definitely let you guys know about that in the written content. Uh, so if you missed out on all of our great sales here uh, leading up you know, to Thanksgiving and Black Friday and Cyber Monday and all that, we were we were running some really awesome deals. So if you want full access to that written content where it's going to give you all these little nuggets, uh, stuff that develops later in the week, use that uh, IDP plus pod uh, promo code to get 10% off. That's IDP plus sign pod. Uh, and, and so we, we told you that Cody Barn was coming back. Bench David Mayo. You see he did not record it. He's not on this list. He did not record a stat. I don't know his snap count off the top of my head, but pretty sure it was zero considering Barton played 100%. And where's Jamin Davis? He's probably in here somewhere. Um, but I assume he played 100%. Where is Jamin Davis? He's um, at 70. Okay. Oh, he was down to 70. Interesting. So it looks like their roles are officially back to what they were pre-Barton's injury and that Barton is the clear-cut number one. So if you had people drop him, not hold him on IR, he is a hot, hot pickup because, again, he is – yeah, he's – well, okay, yeah, there's Jamie Davis, 76%. Um, it looks like they had the same amount of points in this one, but give me the guy that's playing 100% 100 times out of 100. We know that I'm not a big Jamie Davis fan. He seems to be – living and dying by sacks most of the time this year. And now that Barton's back, that's going to get even worse. So, um, so yeah, you like Cody Barton here going forward? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Davis did nothing to make us think yeah. he would take that role away from him. Uh, good to see him jump right back into 100%. So they didn't even ease him in. They just said, go get it. Exactly. Very nice to see that. So, yeah, David Mayo, shallow leagues. He's gone. Go. Even in your deeper leagues, you could probably move on. I mean, unless you're betting on a Jamin Davis or Cody Barton re-injury. So um, we've got Percy Butler highlighted there, the free safety, still playing 100% of snaps. He he uh, outdid Cameron Curl in this one. I mean, he, he's been pretty solid here for the past few weeks. So uh, and, and he's probably still out there in a lot of leagues. So you could do a lot worse. Um, than, than Percy Butler here and your leagues that are starting like three to four defensive backs. Um, I would definitely at least have him rostered. And this was a good matchup. I'm surprised Curl didn't do a lot better, but who knows with the with Barton bag and maybe not as much opportunities got up to his level. And sometimes the safeties just work out funky like that. Um, and then Casey Tuil down here, only three points in this one, but 81% of stats. I'm pretty sure that's his season high on the year of snap count. So um, I just want the guy that at least going to be playing. Uh, this uh, this wasn't a great matchup, so he's very much matchup dependent. But if you're desperate for a guy who's at least on the field and going to have some opportunity, Casey Tuhill is, is your guy. So uh, anybody else on Washington you want to touch on? 
Not really. I mean, KJ Hinton <laughs> yeah. was a guy we looked at the other week, but right. not. 57% nope. of snaps. Yeah, the, yeah. The, you know, bad matchup didn't help either. Right. It's it's getting so, worse yeah. there. Definitely. Um, on the Dallas side, so I'm hearing rumors that Shaq Leonard might be coming to visit. So don't know if that's to replace Damone Clark or Marquise Bell. So that could be an interesting thing to uh, watch and see what happens. Honestly, I'm not that excited for Shaq Leonard at this point. I think he's pretty much washed. Uh, and then no matter where he lands, I don't know if they're just going to hand him the keys to a hundred percent of snaps here. Um, you know, for whatever team might sign him. So, um, yeah, I'm not crazy about that, but you can see Damon Clark, uh, 83% with 17 points and, uh, Marquise Bell, didn't have a great game, but uh, 77% of snaps for seven points. So I've got Bell still highlighted just because I love that he's a cheat code in certain platforms, having defensive back or safety eligibility, and he is playing all linebacker snaps. So, um, again, with with the game script of this one, you can kind of see you know him having a, a down game. But um, uh, Donovan Wilson was up to 90% of snaps, the actual – one of the actual safeties – for the Cowboys. So he is highlighted, <laughs> excuse me. He's highlighted as someone to maybe take a shot on, although his production continues to be mediocre at best, but he seems to be the best of the, of the three going forward. Would you agree with that? Or do you like, uh, want, do you like a uh, hooker or curse here? Yeah, uh, I think curse was, was he out for this game? Yeah. I think he missed this one. I don't think he's got like a long-term injury. So I'm assuming he'll be mm. back. It's hard to get excited about any of them because they've we've seen exactly. them all kind of rotate around as the top guy or you know fade off. Um, and then again, you know the Cowboys—they're either blowing teams out or getting blown out. So it's it's like we're we're always with limited snaps. Deron Bland is about the only consistent guy yeah. from that defense. <laughs> yeah, Deron Bland, Micah Parsons, uh, maybe Clark. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can see at the bottom, Demarcus Lawrence did not record a, a single stat in forty-five percent of the stats. I mean, he's washed. Um, he's going, which yeah. is why I have Sam Williams highlighted. Now that is more of a dynasty play if he's available in some of your deeper dynasty leagues. But I mean, if they keep Lawrence around next year, it's that's just incompetence because Sam Williams is ready to break free. Um, not a ton of production, but you know, four tackles with nothing else. Like it's fine. Um, you know, defensive linemen are rarely consistent. So uh, yeah. So I really like Sam Williams um, for, for the future here. And Demarcus Lawrence is absolutely washed. <laughs> so anything else on this one? Yeah, it looks good to be. You got it. Cool. All right, that would take us to uh, the 49ers and the Seahawks. So Jordan Brooks has a massive game with an interception return for a touchdown. Uh, Nick Bosa, a two-sack game. Javon Hargrave, a sack and a half. Tashawn Gibson gets in on the sack sack game. Uh, Arc Armstead had one. So Kevin Givens had half of a sack. So just a lot to go around. on the Everybody, Ace Young got a sack. <laughs> yeah, of course, right? <laughs> the one guy we probably wanted to. Did he even get yeah. a sack? Do I miss? Did I miss him? No, no, he 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 completely goose egg. 
Wow. So yep. yikes, that's terrible. Um, and you know, the big uh the big waiver wire pickup, Jair Brown, you know, lost the production battle to his counterpart to Sean Gibson, which is why we have both highlighted. Now, this was already a bad fantasy matchup for safeties. Another thing we called out in our written article content during the week. Um, so it was really a toss-up. I didn't really expect either of them to do this well, but Gibson, you know, getting home for a sack really kind of saved or boosted his day. Uh, I mean, five total tackles for solo isn't terrible. Um, but yeah, so it just happened to be Gibson got the sack. Brown didn't get any big splash plays, so it was a very meh performance. We told you he absolutely needs to be rostered, maybe just not thrown into the starting lineup this particular week. Kind of the same thing for Gibson. I mean, he's playing 100% of snaps. Uh, you know, they both should be rostered and, and more played based on, on matchups here. So um, anyone else on the San Fran side you, you want to get into? or I mean, the Not really. Corners? I mean, we would have... Bad game for Warner, but you know, that was more matchup stuff. Uh, yeah, Lenore Correct. had a really good game considering the matchup. Uh, yeah. that was a bit unexpected, I thought, but yeah, he's so what what I noticed happened with that cornerback Isaiah Alvarez booted to the bench. Um, Lenoir, I thought, was taking over as the slot corner, but considering he played 100% of stats, that might not have been the case this week. Um, and then right. Ambry Thomas is the new starter, along with, of course, uh, Traverius Ward um, as a boundary corner. So um, let me – actually, I do have PFF here up really quick. Let me see quickly who – was the slot this week uh yeah it, okay it was lenoir played mostly the slot and a, and a few boundary corner which is why he was at 100 so he's probably the one to own here um going forward if you're if you're in a corner required league but um yeah uh he he's he's definitely playing all the steps oh yeah i'm so sorry i see there's comments here um let's see we've got uh, Antonio, not an IDP question, but Jalen Warren is my RB five, uh, and I like and likely a TE. Would you trade both of them for McBride in PPR? Mm, no, because Mark Andrews is out for the year, and Jalen Warren. I mean, even when even he's splitting the reps, he's he's still very viable. So um, I wouldn't make that trade. Would you make that trade? I assume this is redraft. Uh, yeah. Redraft, I would might do this just because likely is not playing this week. Uh, if I'm really trying to you know, get into the uh, playoffs and I need a tight end right now, I would probably take this trade. Okay. Yeah, actually, that's a really good point. The bye week I didn't think about. And and I see that Jalen Warren is RB5, so I guess he doesn't really need um, Jalen Warren. So, yeah, I might make that trade too. Um, Mr. Simone Biles. Uh would you play Barnes at DL? He's DL available on sleeper. Might be great. Yes, that is a great point. So back to the Detroit uh, game. Yeah, if you have Barnes eligible as a defensive lineman where he's going to be playing linebacker uh, duties, that is absolutely kind of a cheat code there for sure. Um, so, yes, that that is a great call out. Um, and then another non-IDP. Oh, breaking news. Jonathan Taylor having surgery out two to three weeks on a thumb. That really that really stinks for a lot of my team. So, <laughs> all right. 
I think that catches it up on comments and appreciate it. I'll try to keep a better, better eye on that here going forward, guys. Um, on the Seattle game uh, side from the 49ers Seahawks game, I've got Quandre Diggs, Jamal, and Jamal Adams highlighted. I do not have Julian Love um, highlighted despite him having the better game and playing 91% of sass. It's just because I don't know what the hell they're doing there. <laughs> so <laughs> considering Diggs and Adams played 100%, um, I don't know if this was just a game matchup or if somebody was injured that they played love, but like I just don't trust it to go crazy um, adding him on waivers. Uh, so that's kind of my take on that. Uh, you know, the Bobby Wagner versus Jordan Brooks. Jordan Brooks did only play 88% of snaps, so but he wins the battle with the big, big splash play. Uh, but Brooks still a very solid game with uh, eight total tackles and two QB hits. So he was going after the quarterback. If he had gotten the sack, that would have been an awesome, awesome game. So um, you got anything on the Seattle side? Uh, Devin Witherspoon. Devin Witherspoon, okay. He's still the guy for me there. Uh, Yeah. I I, I love his play in college. I've been excited for him all season. If Mm -hmm. he's out there, he's a fantastic streaming option. We've seen him, you know, come up and uh, get sacks. Uh, He plays the run very well. He, He initiates contact. He doesn't shy away from it. So, He's one of my favorite right. cornerbacks to stream consistently. Yes, very good point. And uh, how about Boy Mafe with the uh, with the dud? I'm, I'm going to say this is you know just a bad matchup. Yeah, because uh, he's definitely getting the snaps. Um, again, it's defensive linemen; they're going to be up and down. You just got to be right. able to handle those those low weeks. Exactly. We know San Francisco with a healthy offensive line is a pretty terrible matchup for um, uh, for edge rushers normally <laughs> uh, because Brock Purdy doesn't take that many sacks either. So, yeah, this this was kind of just a, a bad one. Um, uh, OK. All right. I think that does it for that game. So then we go to uh, Dolph. Oh, wait, we have a. Um, we have a question. Yeah. What's going on with Mafe? Uh I don't know that I would get off the train necessarily on Boy Mafe, but you just really have to be in tune to the matchups. Like if you're if you're playing, let me let me bring up our so we do our start sit charts um, as well every week on the website, and let me see if there was a really good indicator uh, this week because what I like to look at is not only just the fantasy points given up by position, but that is a big uh, a a big driver of our start sit tiers um really but okay so we also track snaps on offense and defense okay um uh, so not only was so it wasn't a terrible matchup but it wasn't a great matchup san francisco giving up the 18th most fantasy points to defensive ends so that's like right in the middle of the pack it's not great it's not bad but it's mad but Look, we also tracked offensive snaps. This was a terrible matchup for offenses to be on the field. San Francisco ranking 27th in snaps, basically averaging on offense versus Seattle 25th. So this was like, that that points to a very bad matchup um, to begin with for guys on the defensive line, I would say. Well, honestly, for most of the IDPs. And we saw Seattle, right, did not particularly have uh, a ton of players outside of Jordan Brooks um, 
do super, super well from the IDP points perspective. So, um, yeah, so there's, there's lots of little things that can, that can point you to, um, uh, to those decisions going forward. I would definitely not drop boy Mafe though. So yeah, if it's Mafe Barnes over Mafe, I mean, the cheat code is nice. I think we, I would like to know whether Anzalone is out for a hundred percent, um, or not because, you know, if he's not, it's definitely still Mafe for me. Um, so yeah. Uh, do we think Jones plays this week? Um, what Jones could that be? There's like a hundred Joneses out there. <laughs> so we were talking. Oh, so we were on San Francisco, Seattle. I don't think there's any Joneses there. Uh, Miami, the Jets, Brandon Jones. Are we talking Brandon Jones? Let's know, Josh. What which Jones are we talking about? Um, Aaron Jones. Okay, for the Packers. Um, I haven't really dived too deep into the offensive injury stuff yet. I mean, he missed this week altogether. So, and honestly, if he does play, if he's bagged up, I don't know that I want him in my lineup unless I'm totally desperate anyway. Um, so yeah, even, even if he does play, he's probably going to be questionable all week, probably limited all week. I don't know that I want that in a, in a very pivotal, uh, game, uh, I assume for many fantasy managers. Um, yeah, so to definitely have a, a backup in mind or you know yeah. somebody else to throw in for sure. Uh, I would yeah. not – I would plan on him missing again. That's the safest yeah. way to go about it. Right. Yeah. So there you go, Will. Uh, back to Mafe. Um, Dallas, their IDP points for DL is near the bottom. Very good. You might need to sit on him again. I mean, he, you know – he went on a seven-game sack streak, and he could go seven without a sack. It's very possible, depending on his matchups going forward. But we just know that, you know, we, what we've seen, we know that ceiling exists. So I haven't looked that far into his matchups beyond next week. But, you know, it all it all could depend uh, what's going on there. So, um, all right. On the Miami Jets game, <laughs> we have the – Another Jets Thanksgiving blunder. We had the Hail Mary returned for a touchdown by Javon Holland. I don't know how you let that happen. Um, DJ Reed had, a, had an awesome, awesome game. Uh, CJ Mosley still doing his thing. Um, so at the top there, kind of the usual suspect. Hey, even Jalen Phillips on his 60% of snaps had a really nice game. Um, why did he play 60%? Because he tore his Achilles and we could all see it very clearly on the camera. That was a brutal, brutal blow, not only to just the Dolphins, but to IDP fantasy managers uh, alike. So that's a very big loss for the week that, you know, it's just it's just a shame. It's just a damn shame that that stupid field, uh, the Jets and Giants can go screw themselves with that field. Um, <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm an Eagles fan. We got rid of the vet. 25 years ago because the field was awful. Why are, yeah. why are new stadiums having terrible fields like this? It's, it's also, uh, it's also ridiculous. So um, any, any major stuff that stood out to you from that game outside of the Phillips injury? Uh, not well. All right. Just in general or just from the dolphin side? Yeah, no, nah, just in general. Uh, Quincy Williams, you know, he's, not doing a lot right now, but a he bit of a is, slump, yeah. You know, nursing that that knee injury, mm -hmm. so we may see him, you know, drop in production 
That may be why C.J. Mosley's production was so high this week, where he was picking up the slack that Williams would have normally, you know, gotten. Uh, yeah, Andrew Van Ginkle is uh, is the thing again. So definitely go get him. Yeah, yeah. So we want to talk. There's a lot of guys in red here that we are um, suggesting to go get. A lot of them due to the Jalen Phillips injury. So Phillips has been a very versatile player this year, not only getting to the quarterback, but playing a lot of traditional like linebacker, soaking up a ton of tackles as well um, in the in the run game in the in the short to intermediate passing game. So that is why we have the true the the traditional linebackers from Dolphins, both of them, in Jerome Baker and David Long as potential guys to go get because they might see increased playing time and production with Phillips being lost. So that's why they're highlighted. Um, Emmanuel Ogba, who has defensive tackle eligibility on MFL, is more kind of plays all around that defensive line, but he could benefit uh, from this. And he had a really nice game in just his 24% of snaps getting home with, with one and a half sacks this week. So um, Zach Sealer, not necessarily directly related to Jalen Phillips, but he's just been playing well. And he's been giving us good production over the past couple of weeks. So, um, you know, this one, 55% of snaps, and but he got home for a sack again. He normally plays more than that. I assume this was probably game script related because they were just kicking the shit out of them. So, um, yeah, so you Shaw, see – yeah. No Dolphins had 100% of the snaps there. So they, exactly. they rested their guys at the end. Uh, yeah, Bradley Chubb, exactly. he's going to get a big boost. Yeah, so Chubb, and he might be out there still in some shallower leagues. So if you were a Phillips manager um, in a shower league, I wouldn't mind maybe just trying to one-for-one one him with, with Bradley Chubb despite uh, him doing really nothing in this game. So And then, of course, Van Ginkle. Who the hell knows that what he's actually going to do? I mean, he's playing traditional linebacker, edge rusher, defensive line, like which is great that he's versatile like that. We're just going to need to make sure he sees an elevated snap count because you know I was surprised that with Phillips going down, he only saw fifty percent in this one and didn't really do anything on top of it. So um, yeah, but definitely uh, someone that needs to be picked up for sure. And then on the Jets side. Um, you know, we don't have Brandon Eccles highlighted, you know, 51% of the snaps, just two total tackles. So don't go chasing, you know, the big plays and yeah, he returned it for a touchdown, I believe. So like, you know, obviously don't go chasing that, um, DJ Reed would be someone you do want, uh, playing hundred percent of the snaps. So, uh, and he gets picked on because Gardner is the shutdown guy. So, um, Reed, Reed is the corner that you want here for sure. I probably should have highlighted him, but eh, whatever. Um, Bryce Huff has been, he's been doing really great with pressures. Um, he's not always getting home and, you know, playing this, you know, 50% snap range, but Hey, if you're desperate here upcoming and, and they have good matchups, then he's someone you might, you might want to uh, add to your, to your roster here. Um, and then Tony Adams came back to hundred percent of snaps. So after that kind of gnarly finger injury, um, that he is, he he's back, and uh, he normally plays really well. That and safeties are were normally a great matchup um, going against the Dolphins, but uh, I guess Whitehead did okay. Um, six total tackles with nothing else, but uh, both both Whitehead and Adams are are pretty solid solid players here. So um, yeah, cutting bait with Quincy. I mean, depending on the swap, I wouldn't blame you um, with the, with the injury and everything. He might be. 
you know, he might just not be able to to give his full uh, potential that he was giving us with all that production um, earlier in the year. So, um, yeah, yeah, the Achilles was a gnarly injury. Um, oh man, this is this is okay. So this is an interesting one: Quincy Williams or Elandon Roberts. I'm going to say Roberts. Honestly, they're both playing about the same amount of snaps, and I think Roberts has the higher ceiling at this point. So, what do you what do you got on that one? Yeah, with uh, not knowing how long Quincy's going to be hobbled by his knee, uh, Roberts would be the safer pick right now, for sure. Yeah, totally. And yeah, Miami with a very juicy matchup against the Commanders this week. So fire up your Bradley Chubbs, fire up your Van Steelers, <laughs> fire up your Van Ginkles. Like it's, it could be an interesting one. So, all right, that'll take us to the Saints and the Falcons next. Uh, Jesse Bates, the monster, monster game with the, the pick six, 12 total tackles, seven of them solo, uh, a forced fumble just all over the place. And so we saw that Richie Grant may be losing or lost his job to uh, DeMarco Helms. <laughs> uh, so we see yeah. Helms played 53% and Richie Grant 75 Okay, so I thought the sap count went down further than that. that. I don't think that was injury related, right? No, I think I no, saw uh, something. Yeah, yeah. He uh, it looked like Helms was getting uh, more playing time here, and he came in and was physical right away. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think we might start seeing a switch here, or we may mm-hmm. see more of a split where both these guys may be useless. You know, without one right really taking over, that's yeah. probably what's going to happen. But so maybe not losing his job. Him. Yeah. Not not all the not all the way. You're not all at right. Once. So it's not a Nick Scott Jordan Battle situation, right? right? This is more of like a this is more of a Seahawks situation, a three headed monster where I Bates so. is your Bates is like your quandary digs. He ain't leaving the field, and we you know we've seen him go up and down a lot this year. And then the other two are your Jamal Adams and Julian Love kind of. Uh, between Helms and, and Richie Grant. So very annoying. <laughs> well, the other thing there was late uh, Nate Landman was only played 74%. So yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if Helms took from both Grant and oh, Landman. If he's kind of uh, right? jumping down there or not. Yeah, what the heck happened to Landman? Um, yeah, everyone... Everyone's uh, favorite waiver wire pickup, um, Nate Lamon with the with the sudden decrease, and they were just on by last week, right? So mm-hmm. he shouldn't it shouldn't have been injury related. So um, yeah, that's interesting. Um, so I don't know if they just right. went more three safety sets in this, <laughs> and that's where you know Helms came in, or right if if he's maybe playing up closer. I, I don't know. It, it's something I'm I'm very curious about. I'm keeping an eye yeah. on this. Yeah. Forward. Yeah. This could suck. Um, Cause yeah, Caden Allen played hundred <laughs> percent of the snaps. <laughs> yeah. This could suck for all the landman people. Um, so yeah, we've got on the uh, highlighted as pickoffs, Jeff Akuda again in corner required leagues. He's been, he's been killing it. Um, DeMarco Helms, of course, you know, if he's going to be eating in, he might need to be rostered in, in some deeper start for, corner or four db leagues uh and then i have david animata and calais campbell highlighted because 
you know, coming off the bye. Maybe people forgot about them, but they're both they both played 64% of snaps here. Not like monster games, but that's pretty good snaps for for a rotation of defensive tackles. And they're both talented. They both go after the quarterback. So um I think they both could be viable, uh, pretty much strictly in your defensive tackle required uh leagues there. Um we saw Pete Warner uh out out duel um demario davis for the first time in feels like months um to the <laughs> tune of eight total tackles seven of them solo but you know you get one guess did pete warner have any big splash plays yes or no it's always a no <laughs> <laughs> it's always a no yep so just his tackles uh is all you got now same for demario davis but we know that he at least sometimes give us a uh, splash play so um yeah other than that i don't see anything uh oh cameron jordan continues to just be the worst he might he might be washed too and it sucks he's washed he's washed Uh, yeah he's been one of my favorites for a long time he also got a little nicked up in this one uh and we've seen jpp there come in for a minute to finally get his first action of the season yeah don't go chasing uh, yeah, yeah. that big two tackles. <laughs> yeah, I'm 27 percent of snaps. No thanks. But yeah, Cameron Jordan. It's it's the Carl Granderson show, which is really awesome for Dynasty. And I got to tell you, I'm not just like making this up. We've been on Carl Granderson in Dynasty for a couple of years now as like a deeper stash. He's had some flashes in years past. I mean, I I was tweeting. I looked it up. I was tweeting about him in like 2021 um, as nice. a guy that I like. So like you know. Uh, we we try to we try to guide you here to these guys to look forward to. So um, yeah. So anything else on this game? I don't see anything crazy. No. Oh, on the New Orleans side, just uh, Marcus May is the only highlight. I just feel like people might have forgotten he's been like in and out of the lineup all year due to various either injuries, suspensions, and whatnot. But he's back up to one hundred percent snap. So if you if you need a, a fourth defensive back, then he could be worth worth an addition so all right that brings us to the Steelers and the Bengals and TJ Watt with a nice monster game Mike Hilton um the the slot corner doing very well lately it's tough to trust him a little bit but um if you want to ride the hot wave you know especially surprising against Pittsburgh too but hey no more Matt Canada and you know we see the offense humming a little bit at least um, at least as much as it can hum under Kenny Pickett. <laughs> but, <laughs> Still limited, but uh, but at a louder hum. Yeah. So we see the slot corner and the boundary corner. Rookie DJ Turner have really nice games. So, hey, um, I highlighted Turner just because, you know, he's he played 100% of the snaps. Um, although the, the slot corner role is usually uh, opens itself up to more opportunities. But, you know, um, Trenton Thompson is a safety for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's two weeks in a row that he's had to play now. I thought Minko would be coming back this week, but he did not. They're saying it's obviously he's looking stronger and more uh, viable to make a return this week. So that's why Trent Thompson's not highlighted yet. He could be, if you're listening to this, you know, maybe as a handcuff to Minka Fitzpatrick, um, you know, in case he doesn't go again. But for everyone else, I'm still not really wasting my my energy on Trenton Thompson. Um, now, if they shut Minka down, uh, if they decide to do that, he's absolutely someone that I'm interested in. But I just don't want to play this, like, you know, waste my roster spot and my time on him if he's not going to play this coming week. So, 
Um, we've got uh, Cameron Hayward highlighted as a pickup, uh, defensive tackle. Um, you know, a lot of people may have just forgot about him. He got banged up again last week, but he returned to 81% of snaps this week and a pretty solid game, 13 points, uh, three solos, got home for a sack. So that's the kind of stuff we've come to see out of Hayward here. Uh, Elaine on Roberts right there, still playing 100%. Like we just uh, advised Will, you know, yeah, I'd probably want him over um, Quincy Williams going forward. Uh, with Roberts has his spot locked down for the rest of the year. And, you know, Quincy might – you know, lose, miss games, uh, depending on this injury. So, um, it sounds like he's fighting through it, um, playing through it. Quincy Williams is, but you know, if, if you're giving me in a vacuum Williams versus Roberts, give me Roberts all day long for the rest of the year. Um, Jordan battle, uh, 83% of the snaps with a solid game, um, eight total tackles, just three of them solo, but Hey, you're going to give me eight tackles that can shift that ratio a little bit that's a that's a really solid four um for for a safety playing 83 percent of the snap so uh definitely should be rostered um Devontae casey should definitely be rostered because he's locked in uh even when fitzpatrick comes back casey should be locked in next to him so he's got pretty much 100 percent snap roll there but yes as kind of the free safety but it's whatever. Uh, Michael Walker uh, for the Steelers does have to seem the seem to have the linebacker two role uh, locked in. So if you're desperate for an LB two who gets you know eighty ish percent of snaps, then you can take a shot on Walker. And I have Joey Porter highlighted. He's been playing the hundred percent of snaps for the past few weeks, um, and I think he's just the type of corner that is going to get picked on and have a lot of opportunity fantasy points so um only two tackles in this one one solo um but also had a pass defendant i mean we know cincinnati's passing attack was going to be you know dumbed down because of the all the injuries and whatnot so uh probably not the best matchup but yeah if i'm in a corner required league going forward i think he's absolutely someone i'm interested in so turn it over to you for anyone you want to talk about uh yeah michael walker that's he's ramping up He's yeah. getting a little more playing time. Uh, if you can afford it uh, in deep leagues and have an open spot, he might be someone to uh, throw in. Just based on, you know, he is going to get the playing time. Uh, he's not going to overtake Roberts. But, yeah, especially with all the bye weeks right now, uh, if you do need that help, he'd be a good one to, to pick up. That's definitely going overlooked. Right. All right. Um, oh, I have to rant about Miles Murphy really quick. Of course, when Sam <laughs> Hubbard returns yep, and Trey that. Hendrickson's playing, oh, now he decides to get a sack, you know, playing third or fourth fiddle. Like, that's just, that just annoys yeah. me so what much for these guys. He <laughs> had his opportunity last week or two weeks ago. The past two weeks that Hubbard's been out, does nothing. And now when Hubbard comes back, he decides to go for three tackles, a TFL, a sack, and a QB hit. Like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> I just can't stand guys like that. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, Nick Scott, 20%. You know, he's droppable um, pretty much everywhere. Anybody else? like? Oh, another man, Alex Highsmith. Yeah. He has been on a lull. He is in a down swing right now he's killing you if you if you're rolling him out there the past few weeks so 
I've got bait in shallow leagues until he decides to turn it back on. I mean, we saw Nick Herbig get a sack on 7% of the snaps. Like, <laughs> Alex Heisman, you played 93% and got one assistant tackle. What? Against yeah. against a, a bad quarterback, too? Like, what is going on here? So, that's another frustrating one, big time. Um, all right. Ranting over for, for that one. So... <laughs> Uh, next game is the Jaguars and Texans. And uh, hey, we can go right back into Rand mode with these freaking linebackers. You know, I finally decided to believe in Blake Cashman, <laughs> who I've not been a fan of. Let me say that. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy in. He's crushing it. Um, and, you know, he did play what? Uh, now, he did play 97% of sets. But when good old Steve decides to buy in, we get 10 points, six tackles, four solo, nothing else after he was getting sacks. Stealing them from Will Anderson today. This week it was Christian Harris who decided to have the big game um, with 12 tackles, seven solo, TFL, and a QB hit. Like, I'm just tired of playing whack a mole with these guys. And 202 came back. Um, he played 33% of snaps. So he's obviously still third fiddle, but like, I'm just sick and tired of playing whack a mole with these guys. I don't know about you. Well, Perry, Perryman comes back this week, so it's, it's about, oh, to get, uh, about to get even better. Good luck figuring out who's going to start with. I assume it's going to be Perryman, and just for fun, I'm going to say uh, Harris. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I hate it. I hate it here. Um, so yeah, that uh, nice to see Josh Allen. Two and a half sacks, but who was starting him? Because you know, I he he had been coming off uh, some slumpages here. I mean, he's he's getting the snaps, but he's been tough to trust as of late. Uh, Derek Stingley re- continues to be hot. Two out of three games after his return, basically two games since he's fully ramped up. He's had monster games. So honestly, even if you don't have to start corners. If you're just starting three to four DBs, I would want him at least on my team um, and try to kind of play the matchups there. Um, Devin Lloyd playing really well. Petrie gave us a decent enough game uh, with the TFL, helped him out a little bit there. But nine total tackles, we'll take that rebound. Uh, Like I said, Cashman, just no big splash plays. Will Anderson kind of back down in the dumps here. Four total tackles, two solo and a TFL, like, you know, uh, it's a decent enough floor for, for uh, we'll call him defensive lineman. I'll take that as my floor, but would really like to see him um, start to put together some, some you know, sacks in a row here, or at least some, some kind of splash plays, like forcing fumbles, fumble recovery. Like, I'm still a believer in the talent, and I've still got him in my dynasty rankings as a tier one guy, you know, with the Watts of the world. Um the, the Parsons of the world, I still believe in that talent. He's just not popping off this rookie year. But in Dynasty, I'm still all in. Um, so I'm not letting – trying to look, you know, not let, you know, what's happening in these past few games sway my Dynasty decisions. But So I'm still very much a believer in this one. Um, and Jonathan Greener, it's not like he was stealing the production, at least not this week, only four points um, from Greener this week. So I can't really rant about him either because I'm not a big fan of his either. So, um, yeah, uh, what, who else do you want to bounce off? Man, Trevon Walker has 
been a mm-hmm. disappointment. Uh, uh-huh. I was really expecting, you know, him and Allen to to both mm-hmm. pop up this year, and he's just—I mean, he gets the pressures, he gets back right. there, but he just—he can't finish. Yeah, uh, and so, so it's, as it's much as good. like, I know like some guys that like to talk IDP are big on like pressures, right? But like, if you're not playing in a pressures league, like sometimes getting to the quarterback is a skill as much as we don't like to believe it and don't like to believe that sacks are sticky. And some guys you can easily tell when their sacks are sticky, but just because the guy's getting a ton of pressures and not getting home, doesn't mean that they are going to see the sacks come to them ever. I mean, look at a guy like Carl Lawson. He was the pressure right. master for, for years, and it just never came. Um, so, yeah, it, Trayvon Walker kind of feels like he's trending in that direction. Like, yeah, he could be oh so close every single year, but it just is never going to come. Um, now, right. the only thing that's keeping the light on for me in the attic is that Josh Allen is likely gone next year. He's playing for a contract this year, you know, I don't know that he's loved being in Jacksonville. I mean, maybe this regime um, will will save that relationship, but there's a chance that he moves on to a new team this next year. So that would give Trayvon Walker that job basically all to himself. And maybe that responsibility and role he'll step up as he continues to develop. I mean, remember this is year two. Um, for a guy that was labeled as a totally raw, raw guy. And you know, if the, peripheral metrics are there for him that's a really good sign so yes his production this year is very very disappointing um but in dynasty i'm still i'm still hovering i've still got him probably in like the low end of tier two the high end of tier three of edge rushers and depending on what happens with josh allen this offseason could see him move up um or at the very least stay the same but if josh allen's gone I think I'm picking him up at least into tier two because those peripherals are still looking good. So, um, all right, move on. Yeah. All right. The Buccaneers and the Colts. Uh, this was a very top heavy uh, scoring game. Um, <laughs> Samson Ibukam popped in this one with two sacks. We're obviously not going to chase that. Uh, he was a great best ball target all year. For weeks like this, but he's only going to give you three, maybe four weeks of this kind of production. So definitely not chasing that in redraft or league where you have to start. I I am going to chase it uh, because oh. he has the Titans. He has the Titans next week. So yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to chase it for one more week. <laughs> okay, but he, he okay. is he is tricky. Uh, yeah, playing yeah. against the Titans next week. Yeah, yeah. probably all these edge rushers. I'm I'm going to stream yeah um all right so the the pickup guys um uh, i think i missed uh zion mccollum if you're in a corner required league uh kalijah can't see after you know he's getting the snaps he had a couple dud weeks but here he is back uh got home for a sack this week Servatier dennis as the levante david replacement had a fine enough week six total tackles uh, five of them solo and a pass defended. Not what Levante David's been doing all year, but hey, it's a decent enough uh, fill-in. He beat out Devin White, uh, which is really annoying. But Devin White, similar to Quincy Williams, <laughs> fighting through an injury. He still played 100% of the snaps, but it just feels like um, 
it, it just feels like he is uh, he's having a rough go of it this year. Um, also someone who might be on a new team uh, next year. So I'm probably not going to drop him too far in Dynasty. He'll probably definitely be more towards the top of my Tier 2 uh, Dynasty rankings. But, um, yeah, I this year feels like it's just kind of bad. Uh, EJ Speed, someone you need to pick up. We've definitely touched on that since last week. But had an okay game here, 95% of the snaps, uh, six total tackles, five of them solo. Nothing else to go with it. We could see that change very easily. Um, Zaire had a kind of a dud, uh, as much as 10 points or seven tackles is a dud, but just three solo and nothing else to go with it. So, uh, the, the, the Bucks usually take care of the ball pretty well. Um, so outside of interception, uh, which they had one and a fumble recovery was on the, so they gave away twice, you know, not, not horrible. So yeah, Bucks, Bucks are tough, uh, IDP matchup. So who who else do you got in this one? Uh, I mean, Blackman did better than I thought he would with this matchup. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting a lot out of him. Uh, so it was mm-hmm. nice to see him uh, not be as matchup dependent as he has in the past. Right. Where he, he's, you know, maybe holding some, some steady floors, some steady ground there. Right. Um, yeah, so yeah, that, that was, that was, was a big plus, man. Poor Ryan Neal is is done. He's should be on yep. your team. Mm-hmm. He, he's just not getting the playing time. Yeah, Zion safe. McCollum. Yeah, if if he can uh, get another start with uh, Jamel Dean out, yeah, I like that pickup. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ryan Neal is droppable in all formats, so just an FYI. Um, I do have Yaya Diaby down here, only one point, but 66% of snaps. So this is a funny kind of juxtaposition. Last week, we said don't go chasing him because he had monster production on like 30-some-odd percent of snaps. This week, I am saying grab him because if these, if he's earned this playing time because of last week, I do want him on my team. Now, yes, this, you know, basement floor exists, but we also saw what his ceiling is from last week. So if he's right. earned himself more playing time going forward, I do want him on my team. And he could be a free pickup that people drop because he did. they picked him up last week, didn't do anything this week, they're going to drop him, and then you can grab him for free later on in the week. So that's probably what I would do here on this one. So, um, but, 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 yeah, Kenny Moore, kind of a dud, and that's how corners go. Um don't really see a whole lot else that needs to be touched on in this one. Uh, some of your guys with offensive questions, I will get to you. I'm going to do it when we uh, hit those teams here uh, for, for the defensive review. So I'll touch on your, your guys' offensive stuff uh, there. So um, now we're going to flip over to the, the Patriots and the Giants. Bobby Okariki just continues to be a stud. I was a little worried he had a nagging injury. Didn't play all his snaps like last week and I think two weeks ago as well. But back up to 100%. Hope he's healthy. He gets a pick in this one. Defends two passes, seven solos, one assist, eight total. Awesome, awesome game for my guy Bobby. Me and Big Matt were on him early in the year. Just very happy to see that one coming true at least. (laughs) Um, I'm sure we've had a billion more misses. But the hits feel real. <laughs> we don't count those. <laughs> no, no, there's an account for that. 
Uh, but they don't yeah. pay attention to IDP, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Xavier McKinney stringing together some good games. I was kind of off of him in my start sitch suggestions. It's like he's still kind of streaky for me. But hey, at this point, he's he's putting it together. Now the interception helps, obviously. Uh, if you take that away, four solos, six assists is you know not quite as nice. Although it's a great floor. Um, but yeah, I guess I'm back in, which is probably the kiss of death for next week. But um, this is also <laughs> a good matchup. They're they're on a bye um, next week, so we're good. We're good. Oh well, there you go. That makes it easy. <laughs> I can't be wrong. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see on the Patriots end, there wasn't a lot of big it's stuff. Ugly. Oh, Anthony Jennings finally. Finally gets some sacks. He gets one and a half sacks in this one. So that's why you see him highlighted as a pickup. I've been, uh, you know, on him uh, as, as opposed to my guy, Josh Uchi. Just crazy. I don't know how he did so well last year and then is just doing nothing this year. So zero points, 35% of snaps. It's the Anthony Jennings show taking over for Matt Judon. Uh, so, yeah, we've said that we, he's been a weekly guy that we touch on. Like, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And, oh, weird, against the Giants, it came. <laughs> so, you know, if you if you were, if you were stashing him this whole time and didn't play him this week against the Giants, I, you know, I don't know what, what you're doing. <laughs> so, you're um, right. Jabril Peppers has cornerback eligibility in certain leagues. So uh, he just played 100% of staff. So uh, could be viable for you there. And uh, the defensive tackle for the Patriots, Devon Gotchow, uh, 71% of staff. Not like amazing production. And he'll never have, you know, generally amazing production. But he's a, he's a run stopper. So if you're playing a run-heavy team, um, he's he could be pretty solid there um, for, from a tackle uh, floor perspective. So um, And then the Giants uh, – I only have Jihad Ward highlighted. I really like that he's got de- defensive tackle eligibility on MFL. Um, so if you're desperate for a guy there, he just played 59% of staff and has been hovering in that like 60, you know, 60 to high mid 60s, uh, which is pretty decent. Uh, but he's kind of one of these guys who plays all over the defensive line too. Um, so yeah, those are the suggested guys. Uh, typical uh, Jawan Bentley returned from injury with like a meh game. He did get a sack, but I, I would have expected more tackles. Uh, Mike McFadden also kind of a meh game and just 66% of sacks. But Isaiah Simmons didn't exactly steal much production from him. Um, so yeah, Azizo Jalari, uh, a guy that has been super disappointing for me this year. I was really high on him. He's been fighting injuries, probably still got a nagging injury, just wants to play, uh, but only 56% of snaps with two points on a assist and QB hit. So, hey, he hit the QB. It would have been nice to get a sack there, <laughs> but I don't know. What are you doing with Ojolari and Dynasty, man? Uh, uh, run it. He doesn't have enough value to trade him, so you mm-hmm. pretty much have to hold on to him and hope that maybe he picks it up by the end of the year when he you know does finally get healthy enough or mm-hmm. you know maybe he picks it up again next year but with his size he's always yeah. was always going to be a question mm-hmm. um I, I don't think you you can do much unless you just want to get rid of him you can drop him or toss him in a trade but right. like I say his his value is low right now yeah, if you're um, if you're a current uh, manager of his, you kind of just have to hold the bag and hope for better days. 
if you're someone you know who likes wheeling and dealing and can afford the bench stash, just like you said, he would be a great throw-in on a bigger deal uh, trade for you yeah. there. Um, so yeah, um, but yeah, sucks right now. <laughs> uh, anyone else? Uh, Miles Bryant, he's one of my favorite streamers. Mm. He's he gets some good matchups, oh, and he's been pretty consistent, uh, even with you know only seventy nine percent snaps there. Oh. Uh, they get the charge next week so i would i would throw him in for sure on that one uh boy kyle duggar just disappeared in this one didn't he yeah i mean the game was what 10 to 7 like ugh. Yeah. it was like iowa i iowa nebraska yeah. like punt 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 turnover like no thanks so yeah this this one was rough but um yeah uh, kyle duggar you know he could be moving on next year uh, as well so that that could be interesting see if he's a system guy or if he really does have the chops or not uh, he might be a trade away candidate for me in dynasty league so um i've been against right. him for a long time so that wouldn't hurt my feelings there you go all right for the panthers titans we're going to start off with an offensive um question adam deal and train over i mean it might not be over, but it's it's certainly stalled. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, for sure. It, it seems like Jonathan Mingo is getting more opportunity. And especially with the coaching, you know, shakeups right now, it feels like, you know, they're probably going to see what they have with some of these rookies and younger guys. Not that Adam Thielen won't play, but they're, you know, I don't know. That one's, that one's really tough because, yeah, it's hard to accept that, you know, from what we saw at the start of the season from him is just gone, you know? Um, yeah. But we've seen these splits from him before, even with the Vikings, when he was an integral part in the offense, where first half is great, second half is not great, or first half is not great, and second half is awesome. So it kind of feels like it's very – we're almost at the the end of the the, the rail line here. <laughs> yeah, the, the sale window was a few weeks ago. Um, yeah. Yeah, that – if you can get something out of him, you can hope for some big games, but it's like you said, you're moving on to the younger talent, see what you got. This season yeah. is definitely over. Um, so, so they may start working the young guys in and, and kind of shoving him out. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, and Bryce, we'll hit your other question when we get to the Browns in there, okay? And William, hey, thanks for for stopping by. We appreciate the the support on the on the live first ever live <laughs> podcast of IDP Plus Show. Woohoo! Um, so fireworks. So the, yeah, pew, pew, pew. yeah. Um, on the defensive side, uh, you know the the studs are up there. Amani Hooker's highlighted. This was a good matchup for him, and you know with the you know, Kevin Byard out of town and there's still, I guess there's sort of a, sa- a, a safety two that's been determined um, in Kevon Wallace, who's also highlighted. He played 84% of the snaps in this one and had a great, great tackle game, uh, nine total, eight solo. So, but who knows? It feels like they just are rotating a different guy every week into that role. So I, maybe we can trust maybe. him. Well, yeah, go ahead. I'll- I think so. They, they started working him in last week. He, he got the start uh, and was doing really well last week. Yeah, I think he had yeah. six tackles real quick. Um, the concussion is what cut his snap short last week. Uh, so okay. the fact that he played this week was was 
was a bit surprising a to me because I figured he'd he'd miss. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I'm back on the the Wallace train for sure. Cool, cool. Um, but yeah, Hooker's your hundred percent guy. Uh, so he, he's he's someone I definitely want here going forward. Um, Harold Landry, I have highlighted because as a pickup because. The staffs are still there. He's in the high 70s to mid 80s. You know, just didn't get home this week. But I think, you know, he had been on a bit of a hot streak there. So I'm riding with him. I think he's his health has been ramping up all season long. I think we finally saw it hit, hit his full health stride a couple yeah. of weeks ago. So he's someone I'm still very much a believer in here going forward. Um, and may be available because of his you know, kind of cruddy start to the beginning of the year. So if he's still out there, I would want to grab him. Um, on the Carolina side, more injuries again. Um, we had Von Bell leave the game. Status, you know, with a shoulder injury, very much in question. So it's Alex Cook. Although when he replaced him in this game, he comes away with hardly anything here. Just one solo tackle. But again, if you're desperate in these super deep, like even contract leagues, like 53-man rosters, then we have to call out Alex Cook as a potential ad. Hopefully, Xavier Woods benefits from that more, more than anyone. But um, And from the linebackers, big Frankie Luvu gets outdone in this one. Um, where did he finish here? Uh, yeah, only three points on 100% of snaps. He's outdone by both Deion Jones and Kamugur J. Hale. So this is one where if you're just chasing the points, they don't tell the whole story. I'd still you definitely want Frankie Louvu going forward, right? But it just happened to fall the stats to uh, – and, and, of course, we see Kamugurje Hill be the linebacker too this week at 55% of the snaps versus Deion Jones at just 21%. That was basically flip-flop last week. So it's another whack-a-mole situation there, much <laughs> like Houston, um, where it's just annoying. But um, at least Houston has a lot more upside because neither of them – had really good games um, from a fantasy perspective in this one either. So, um, yeah, you got anything on that situation or, or anyone you want to? Yeah, these these Carolina safeties again. We've seen Sam Franklin come in. It was Matthias Fairley or whatever a while back. Yeah, yeah. Who knows what's going to happen there? Uh, yeah. Woods is, would be the only one I would trust for sure. And then uh, Elijah Molden for Tennessee. He was playing, you Ooh. know, some safety and some slot there. But with, with uh, Murphy Bunting coming back, uh, I think, uh, is what cut him short this week. Okay. So if you like me and you've been riding that uh, safety or, you know, corner eligibility there, it's probably time to cut bait with him. Gotcha. Okay. Fair enough. Good, good, uh, good note there. Um, Aziz Alshair down to 86%. Do we know why he's not playing 100? Is it just because I know he They're, picked up an injury? Well, look at all the defensive backs that they're putting out. Right. They're, they're, they're putting out a lot. So I think they're yeah. just a bit desperate and just rotating yeah. guys around. We're seeing Monty Rice and Jack Gibbons rotate quite a bit here, too. Yeah. I don't know if that's coming in with Aziz as well or, or if it is just, you know, a bit of an injury. Um, I, I think they're just trying everything they can right now. And it, it's like I say that yeah. secondary they're, they got so many guys playing right now. I still trust Aziz. I don't trust him a lot. Gotcha. Yeah. It sucks. He seems to be kind of trending down right now. So definitely not. Might a, drop be a good buy. Good yeah. Time to buy yeah. 
Right. Very, very true. If he can, if he can get himself fully healthy, I think, I think that's what's going on. He picked up that injury too. So they're probably right. purposefully rotating him out to not play a hundred percent so that hopefully he doesn't get hurt any worse, but sounds like another guy who's probably playing through uh, a nagging injury here, but yeah, no real clarity on the linebacker too. I mean, Gibbons won the snap count 47% to Monty Rice is 31, but they were only one point apart in fantasy. So I think both are not someone you're putting in your starting lineup saying that soon. Maybe stashes on a deep, they, deep bench. Yeah. Deep leagues. Yeah. Maybe on the bench, but maybe. they're, they're kind of negating <laughs> each other. You just got to yeah. be truly desperate here. Uh, another yeah. thing, Weaver has been gaining a little more playing time. You know, he was the guy okay. we wrote would be, you know, the main guy this year. Then Arden Key came in and has done next to nothing. Right. So I don't – like I say, they're, they're starting to rotate everybody around. It's – you trust your your studs on, on Tennessee. That's the best I can tell you. The guys that yeah. have been studs, keep playing them mm-hmm. and you know, maybe shy away from these other rotations going on. Gotcha. Um, I'll say for Brian Burns, I was getting ready to to boot him in our Discord. (laughs) He was a hot, hot name this week uh, for people asking about what the hell to do. And I, you know, we analyzed the matchup. So we said, give him one more week here. If he can't do it in this not good of a matchup, then it is time to move on. Luckily, he kept us hanging on here. 16 points, uh, gets the sack, two QB hits, two TFLs. Uh, four total tackles, two of them solo. So uh, a good enough line to keep him, you know, to keep him on your team. <laughs> I I think from a right. starting him perspective going forward, he's 100% matchup based. So you're going to want to follow along to our start sit suggestions here going forward um, and, and the matchup analysis. So um, that's all I'll say to, to finish off that game. <laughs> All right, then we've got the Rams and the Cardinals in this one. A lot of pickups I got in this one. So let me start with those. We've got Jalen Thompson, the safety for the Cardinals, uh, back to 100%. He's healthy again. And he is the guy who's in a much better position from an alignment standpoint to score you IDP fantasy points than Buda Baker. So I want Jalen Thompson over Buda Baker in redraft leagues, um, you know, for the rest of the season. So I'm very that's a very clear stance for me on, on those two uh, behind them. The the Cardinals seem to be rotating their corners again and just picking out of a hat. Who's going to play because <laughs> Marco Wilson did not play a defensive snap this wow. week. As you can see at the bottom there after he'd been a hundred percent snap player for pretty much the whole season. Um, they returned to the rookie Kytrell Clark to play 88% of the snaps and, um, and the rookie, Garrett Williams, at 90%. So that left Antonio Hamilton um, in the dust as well. I don't know if he was maybe injured or not. Uh, I don't know that I see. Uh, I think he may have picked one up during the game. Okay. So that makes a little more sense. Um, but, yeah. Um, so then uh, on the Rams side, we've got Kobe Turner and Michael Hecht on the defensive line, two guys that are – rolling right now so that's great um john johnson has earned his way back into the starting lineup for the rams at safety uh josh woods is your new linebacker one for the cardinals 
played 100% of the staff. Not great production, but um, good enough for, for a fill-in. Uh, BJ Ojolari, the edge rusher on the Cardinals, definitely someone that needs to be picked up. And then I'm every week I'm gonna have Byron Young. Byron Young and Josh Metellus are my every week guys. I'm just I'm super high on them, uh, both for you know, I guess redraft, but definitely in dynasty here going forward as well. Uh, Byron Young kind of slumping a little bit. It's been hacked um more weeks than young. Uh, recently, but I still believe in both of them, and I very much believe in Young uh, more so than Hacked uh, from a dynasty standpoint um, going forward. So that's that's my primary takes on this one. Uh, the John Johnson, you know, picking up steam has been a uh, very interesting thing for me. Is uh, them safeties outside Jordan Fuller haven't done a whole lot. It, you know, one week it's uh, Quentin yeah. Lake, the next is Russ yeah. East. Uh, so I'm hoping John Johnson is the stability we need back there, uh, especially with, you know, Ernest Jones being a little banged up still. Yeah, uh, 63% of snaps. Not great. That game was over <laughs> early, so I, I think a big part of that okay. was the, the game. That's right. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't think he played that last quarter at all. But, you know, I mean, he is banged up. So John Johnson coming in may uh, start stealing some more of those tackles until he is better. Yeah. Uh, same thing with Jalen Thompson, you know, with uh, Kazir White being gone, he's benefiting, I think, just as much as anybody from those tackles yeah. playing up closer to the line, uh, almost more so than Josh Woods. Yeah, absolutely. Um, take Other takeaways, Zayvon Collins stinks. And Aaron Donald yes. might be re- might be reaching wash status too. Uh, I, I'm seeing that. We're seeing you know Kobe Turner. You know he's getting the playing uh-huh. time. Uh, or well, I don't. He hasn't fully taken the playing time away, but he's getting a lot more, and he's he's on yeah. the hot streak. It's a full on rotation. It, it looks like so. But yeah, Donald. Uh, he you know he's gonna pop every every now and then. But for dynasty, I'm a hundred percent adjusting to have Kobe Turner above Aaron Donald. One billion yes. percent. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, his days are numbered. Anything else on this one? Yeah, I think that just about does it. All right, we're gonna start the Cleveland, uh, Denver with uh, Bryce's question about Mari Cooper. He's asking, do Jaden Reed or Brandon Cooks have a higher value than Amari Cooper? We're gonna answer this from a dynasty standpoint. Um, I would say. Absolutely not to Brandon Cooks and maybe to Jaden Reed. Um, it's I'm a little nervous with the quarterback situation. We probably have a couple more years out of Amari Cooper. I've never been a huge Amari Cooper guy just because he's so inconsistent and you can never yeah. pick the right week when to start him. Like, so that's why like <laughs> I, I and I'm a I'm a sucker for the young guys, so I'd probably say yes. Um, to read over Cooper in Dynasty. Now, in redraft, I would say, God, they're all so close this year. Yeah, um, redraft, I would still say Reed's right there with them. Yeah, I would still probably go read Cooper Cooks. Um, now, yeah. the quarterback situation stinks for the rest of the year in Cleveland, so you could go with Cooks. Um, I mean, literally, if they were in a tier, they would be back-to-back. And Jay Reed might maybe a couple slots higher, but they're all within five players of each other in redraft for the rest of the year. Like that's a really 
really hard question. Um, Cause you know, Cooper is going to be on the field the most out of all of them, but right. I really like what they've been doing with Reed in the running game. I mean, we've seen him score, I think twice uh, being used as a, as a rusher, like on the sweeps and stuff. And I like that kind of involvement, especially if they're going to also involve him in the passing game. So yeah, I'm just a sucker for for the rookies coming on late in the year. So I think I have read over both of them in any format. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm per, I'm pretty much with you. Cooks, you know, I, I'm out, yeah. way out on him. And Cooper, he's he's an old guy now. Uh, his days are numbered. So yeah, definitely reads the guy going forward. He's got the well. I, I'm not going to say the better quarterback. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Read. One there. Yeah. Right. All right. So hitting the defense, uh, a lot of red in this one. Um, I'll go through the Cleveland guys first. Jeremiah Wusu Cormo, the linebacker, finally stringing together some consistent production, which he has pretty much never done in his career so far. I don't think he's had two good back to back weeks since these past two weeks. So nice to see that I'm, you can make me somewhat of a believer at the moment. I've never been a, a big fan of his, but he had all, he had a ton of tackles, lots of splash plays in this one. So um, nice, nice to see that um, continuing with Cleveland, the safety Juan Thornhill, he's a hundred percent snap player you know, kind of going under the radar to Grant Delpit. Um, but he's been he's been producing pretty much just the same for the past few weeks. So uh if you if you're desperate for for a safety there. Uh guy I do like as a traditional like linebacker, Sioni Takitaki, uh 81%. So kind of a clear LB2 there. If if you you know start three to four linebackers, he could he could help you. Um my guy double O Agbania Akaranquo. Um, we have Miles Garrett get busted up. Apparently, he's not going to miss time, but a banged up Miles Garrett still might lead to more opportunities for Agent Double Zero, who uh, beat out Zadarius Smith in snaps this week, fifty-five percent to forty-six percent. So I've always been—I've—he was kind of a preseason. My guy was Agent Double O, and I really—you know—Zadarius Smith got there. Everyone kind of sent him to the you know, behind the shed um, once the Darius Smith got there, but not me. I said, you know, this is going to be a rotation. Um, and they've each had duds and they've each had really nice games. But I think for the rest of the season, th- this could be good for, for double all going forward. So um, how about anybody on the Cleveland side between those I named or anyone else you want to touch on? Yeah, I'm definitely with you with the uh, Okoronkwo. Yeah. Taking over, especially you know this late season. <laughs> Zadarius Smith yeah. did so bad this year. Uh, yeah. One of the biggest plus I had on my teams. McMillan, he's a uh, fantastic stream for yeah. me. Uh, I've been using him a lot here lately. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Uh, PJ Lock is another one I'm interested in. Yeah, just you know, yeah, Cream Jackson, Jackson out. Hmm. Uh. I'll say there was somebody I was going to cut bait with. Oh, Taki Taki. I, I like his production. I like it when he's in the game. I'm just yeah. I'm worried about Walker coming back. Is he going to you know go back to the bench or? So mm-hmm. I would be a little, you know, scared of that situation. But if you got the room deep enough, league, go for it. I and I feel like he's probably. 
played his way into the earning the spot here going forward. I would hope so. It, but that's definitely a concern. They could just hand it right back to Walker. So definitely right. a concern for sure. So yeah, right. on the on the Denver end, we have highlighted um, safety PJ Locke again playing for uh, the suspended uh, Kareem Jackson, uh, Nick Benito, the edge rusher. Jonathan Cooper, the edge rusher, and Baron Browning. So I have all three of them highlighted because it's it's basically an even split for the most part. Now, it's funny. In this one, Benito actually had the least snaps of them all but came away with the most production. And that's how it's going to go every week. Um, I'm not the biggest fan yeah. of Baron freaking Browning. So <laughs> I prefer Benito and Cooper, both the Browning. But, hey, Browning's going to have his games. Just God bless you if you can pick when it's going to happen. <laughs> right. Uh, Josie Jewell, if you've got a better Ooh. option, the only thing that saved him this week was a sack for Spon. Yep. I mean, yep. He, he has been turning down all season, and I'm Losing not really sure why. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Good. I'm, yeah. I'm that's a great bait. question. Uh, now that's been, the one. Yep. Now, fair enough. Because, yeah, Singleton has not relinquished his 100% of snaps role. So. You can't ignore that. He's still giving us production, mm-hmm. um, you know, even without any sack or anything. He did defend the pass and f- f- uh, recover a fumble this week. So uh, that certainly boosted him. But, yeah, I agree. It sucks. Um, don't hang on to the name for Josie Jewell. It's not like he's necessarily losing it to Drew Sanders, who I saw popped up on here. Um, yeah, he's back down. Yeah, 29%. But – you know, maybe he is losing it a little bit to Drew Sanders because I think that's the most snaps he's played in, in a few weeks here. So, <laughs> all right, you got anything else? I believe that's it. Okay, that'll take us to Chiefs Raiders. Um, I love Max Crosby. I kind of wish he would have sat this one out. Thank God he saved his day <laughs> with the sack because other than that, it was a brutal, brutal day. Um, yeah. But Crosby gets home for a sack. Just a warrior, man. Um, but, yeah, I kind of wish he would have taken the week off. But he might take this week off because you know it's, he wanted to play against the Chiefs. <laughs> is it their bye week? Or are they very happy? I don't. I think they've already had theirs, yeah. But I just meant from a being, you know, from an injury standpoint, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he should be out this week. Because, yeah, I think they're, they were saying he's the first guy in, like, over a decade or something to play with a doubtful tag or something like that, or at least since right. somebody else did it earlier in the in the week, I think. Um, but prior to them two, it was the first time it happened in like a long time. So um, not too many guys to pick up here because we know Vegas's defense is like kind of cruddy outside of Crosby and Merrick this year, and of course Nate Hobbs. So they should all be, you know, rostered in your leagues for sure. On the Chiefs end, we have uh, defensive linemen, uh, George Carlathis and Charles Amenahieu. So uh, Carlathis up to 81% of snaps, got home for a sack. So I'd like to see the young guy coming on in his second year here. Um, and then Amenahieu, he's a rotational guy, but he's going to pop in certain weeks. So uh, more of a Hail Mary uh, addition on that side. Um Drew Tranquil with a nice game. Spillane with a really nice game. Of course, Hobbs during his week. Uh, This was a Sneed over McDuffie week, and of course that's going to happen. I think McDuffie's still up on him in the year uh, if I was keeping track, uh, but it's certainly close. (laughs) So um, Yeah, they've been neck and neck. Yeah. Divine Diablo 
cementing his LB2 role when healthy, playing 80% of snaps. Didn't give us a whole lot in this one. I mean, four total tackles, three solo with nothing else. Um, but still someone that needs to be rostered. I should probably have him highlighted as well, but just kind of like, I don't know. At this point, you got to be pretty deep to need need, yeah. need to be playing Diablo. <laughs> And I'm I'm that deep in a lot of leagues because I got. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. I this hear was you. Uh, such a bad IDP game. Uh, I mean, Max Crosby just got a sack, and you know he was good enough right. for tenth. Uh, but the Raiders are on by, so oh sweet. There, there's great to, to run out and get good. Yeah, exactly. So leave. We'll we'll have Diablo probably for next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll bash uh, him then. Yeah. Um I saw someone else on it. Yeah, oh, just speaking on this game. Yeah, I mean, uh 58 snaps for the Chiefs and 60 for the Raiders. That's both under the average. And you yeah, 19 and a half was the top score. So yeah, just not much IDP meat on the bone here for this one. So kind of is what it is. Uh that'll take us to Buffalo Philly, where I was in attendance. Uh in this game, so that was fun. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I'll get back to on the you. edge uh, of we'll, your seat. I bet, yeah, yeah. Will we will grab your comment towards the end there? Um, so yeah, I mean, and it started off, you know, pretty darn slow, right? Like, I, you know, sitting through the action that was not happening in that brutal, brutal weather <laughs> was not exactly fun. Um, and I was there with my wife and two of her work friends, so like. Yeah, we, we weren't exactly having fun through halftime. So, um, uh, but yeah, a huge game from James Bradbury. Five defended passes. Uh, would have liked that in the Super Bowl. So let's hope he keeps that going. A really nice game from Kevin Byard. Uh, I probably should have him highlighted, but I feel like he's he's rostered it mostly. Yeah. I did highlight Nicholas Morrow because we had a Zach Cunningham hamstring injury. So um depending on the severity of that we will need to keep tabs on but nicholas morrow becomes relevant again so definitely go out and add him uh teron johnson on the buffalo side back up to 100 snaps and he's their big play guy anyway so if you need a corner uh rasul douglas uh same thing right there with him 100 snaps um tyrell dodson you know we were a little worried about tyrell bernard uh entering this week he had picked up an injury um throughout the week but he did manage to play all 100 snap so um but dodson is just a really nice insurance policy if you if you have the room and are a bernard uh manager so um yeah i i would i would add him if in, in that scenario bradley roby is the eagles uh slot corner so if you're in cb required leagues definitely someone that you could uh you could roster here and and throw Hail Mary at. Um, and I put Leonard Floyd on there. Hopefully he doesn't get suspended. The little jerk who likes to put his hands on Eagles fans, uh, claiming that they were talking about their family and stuff like that, which is pretty much proven to be untrue. So um, although I definitely dislike him now as a player going forward, um, he was up to 70% of snaps on this one. Not a lot of production to go with it, but that's going to happen. But So he's definitely a matchup uh, dependent guy here um, going forward. Um, so Will says, um, Will Morrow over Quincy. I think we need to see where Shaq Leonard lands because Philly, I think, could be an option as well. Um, 
Ooh, boy. I'm, I'm going to with Quincy on that one. I'm not, I'm not going to Maru here. If, I love if, it. If if he's if he's worried about you know Quince's injury, hold him yeah. up. Uh, Morrow is probably the 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 guy for at least this week. Yeah, uh, I, I don't see Cunningham playing this week at all. Uh, so yeah, probably not. He's an yeah. old guy, hamstring. It's going to take you know cold weather up there. It's going to take a little longer to get over. Uh, well, I hope you're we have- a subscriber. I was just going to say, I hope, Will, you're a subscriber to the site because we're going to have to dig into those matchups um, and with the injury news to give you a super solid advice on that one um, a little bit later in the week. So on the Start Sit article, we'll, we'll have dived into that hopefully a little a little further for you. Um, yeah, because that's a tough one to, to answer right now, um, which is why I'm going Quincy. Um just because of the the track record there, but totally, totally feasible to uh, to suggest Morrow as well. But you were gonna say something else, and I don't remember what that was. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that happens so much to me all the time. <laughs> uh, I'm not even sorry. gonna try to fake it. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, Hassan Reddick, kind of a dud uh, about Josh Allen. Uh, it is tough to to take down um, from a sacking standpoint. So kind of to be expected a dud uh, for him in that one. Um, Greg Rousseau has a nice little game with three TFLs and a fumble recovery to kind of boost his day. But he, you know, still at 55% of snaps, not someone I am ready to trust here uh, going forward. Um, Jalen Carter, however, up to 80% of snaps without a sack gave us three solos, one assist, and one TFL, and had the blocked field goal. So I'm a little more ready to trust Jalen Carter here going forward, um, especially if Fletcher Cox went down in the game. I don't know the severity yet of that either, but, um, yeah. So um, those are those are some, some of the guys that I have takeaways on. So, uh, oh, Von Miller, a zero burger again in 32%. It was funny. I was in the, in the stands, and I literally – overheard you know some of you oh he's got von miller in his face all day like 32 percent of snaps nah, man. <laughs> yeah i i almost want to be like bro you gotta come on, check out the idp guy shows because von miller ain't, <laughs> Start- ain't in nobody's face these days <laughs> yeah you, you need to take a bunch of business cards next time and start handing those yeah. out <laughs> we need merch hey hey yeah, yeah, where's exactly. our merch we need hats and hoodies and coats and t-shirts because yeah i almost wanted to turn around and be like bro bob miller ain't been in anybody's face like you're just you know you're just saying a big name that you know but uh yeah, yeah i would have been way more worried about guys like rousseau floyd and jordan phillips um in this one um yeah so. Russo and epinesa <laughs> seem to be epinesa like, yeah the main two that are producing and in, in even Epinesa this week didn't do anything. So, yeah, they're they're all tough to trust. Yeah. All right. Um, our next game is the Raven. Oh wait, I messed up. Ravens and the Chargers. So the Sunday night game. This is another one that didn't didn't have a lot of IDP meat available either. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it was 71, 71 snaps available to the Chargers, which is fine. Um, and 66 to the Ravens, which is good, um, about average. But, yeah, just not a lot of points scored here. So, Khalil Mack with his two sacks. 
Jadavian Clowney got home for a sack, so those were nice. Um, Dean Leonard, uh, the corner for the Chargers, uh, played 100% of snaps, so we have him pegged as a guy to pick up in corner required leagues, and he had a really nice day um, with the boosted tackle scoring. Again, so all our scoring is from the IDP Invitational, which is a charity tournament uh, blessed by Scott Fish himself. We basically take the Scott Fish ball and add IDP players to it. So it's a lot, a lot of fun. Um, you know, same charity spirit and everything. Link is on the website. That is for free. Uh, you don't need to be a subscriber to sign up for that. That's a totally free uh, charity tournament that goes on every year. So if you're, you know, interested in checking that out, go right now and sign up for 2024. Um, so, yeah, we, we, uh, inflate the corner scoring for that tournament. So that's why you see Dean Leonard at the top here. Uh, Roquan and Patrick Queen back to back here. Brandon Stevens finally bounces back after uh, a few dud games in a row here. So, but had still been playing 100% of snaps. So, um, you know, he finally uh, brought back um, some production here for us. Uh, we've also got Alohi Gilman pegged to someone to pick up. If he's still available, he's back to playing 100% snaps and healthy. Uh, Gino Stone uh, still seeing the field. We mentioned this last week that they're basically doing a three safety thing as well. So Gino Stone and Marcus Williams both uh, should be on most rosters. Uh, Stone playing 82%. And Marcus Williams all the way up at 100. Uh, the edge rusher for the Chargers, Tuli, uh, Tui Pelotu, is the new kind of Khalil Mack, whereas Khalil Mack is the new Joey Bosa, with Bosa being out for the remainder of the year. Uh, not a lot of production for Tuli in this one, but 90% of snaps. Can't ignore that, and the production will come. He's kind of like a Byron Young for me. I really, really like him a lot here going forward, especially uh, for dynasty leagues. And then Jason slash Odafe Owe. Again, not a lot of production on his 62% stats, but um, I'm still betting on the talent there. And all his peripherals are really, really solid um, and very high scoring. So I'll turn it over to you for guys you want to talk about. Yeah, Dean Leonard. He took over for Michael Davis. Um, so they oh. they, sh they shook up that secondary. So that could be a potential, uh, you know, stud going forward because the, you know, Chargers, they always have that one corner, you know, throwing out a lot of tackles. So it mm -hmm. could be him. Um, yeah, Davis gave up the, the game-winning touchdown yeah. last week. So I think he earned himself a spot on the bench. But he had been a, a very solid fantasy uh, yep. corner. Uh, for a long time so yeah Leonard absolutely has an opportunity here so yeah Davis was good about getting you know around that seven tackle average uh for a lot of his yeah. games so to see to see Leonard come in and play just as bad was great yeah yeah um <laughs> yeah not a not a lot more here yeah, Ronald Darby with 100 percent and only two tackles yeah just it all went Darby, to Stevens. <laughs> Darby was always a guy I've, I've streamed for years. Uh, you know, depending yeah. on the matchups, he, he was always one of my favorites. So I think he's about at the end of his career here too. So I, that's uh, it. Yeah, that's a guy. I've seen a lot of a lot of old guys I've depended on here uh -huh. over the years. You know, they're 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 on their way out. It hurts my feelings, but coming to the end of their life cycle here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Justin Batibuque with kind of a dud from what we've expected. Um, despite having half of a sack still, um, he's still getting he to the hurt. quarterback. So, they, oh, he got hurt. No way. How bad. 
Don't tell I, me I don't think bad. it was. I don't think it was anything bad. I don't know if I wrote Still that down or not. Still reached 61% of snaps. Oh, no. Concussion like, protocol. Oh, well, they're already off this week, so that's good. He'll have okay. time to heal, man. Um, yeah, I, he uh, 10 sacks so on the year. So the first time they've had a, a double-digit sack guy since like 2017. Yeah. I'm seeing that now. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, all right. So good that he'll have a week to bounce back from that concussion then from the bye week. So uh, don't panic and, and definitely don't drop um, out of BK there. So, all right. And uh, before we hit the last game, I will we'll have uh, Will's uh, question here. for So Thursday night, Seattle-Dallas, who would we rather play? Mafe, Reed, Taylor, or any – Dallas, DL, or DE, not named Parsons. So I guess, are we just picking one out of all that, Will? Um, because, yeah, if I'm picking one, I think you said earlier they were the 11th. Um, it was not a good matchup for Seattle. Or 11th worst. I thought he clarified it was a good matchup, though. Um, I need people 11th highest. Oh, for linebacker. Oh, New Orleans is loving it. Sorry, I'm mixing. I'm mixing the comments. So just one guy out of this group. Well, definitely Mafe over the other Seattle guys. And yeah, I don't think. I mean, Odigi Zoo has been playing good, but a defensive tackle versus Mafe's ceiling. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think there's anybody else I'd rather play. How about you? <laughs> there's. There's such a rotation on that Cowboys line with even uh-huh. you know, Dorrance Armstrong, who had a great season last year. He hasn't done much. Uh, Sam Williams, you know, he's he's still only getting, you know, 30, 40%. Uh, it, it'd be hard to trust anybody outside of Parsons on that mm-hmm. defensive line for uh, the Cowboys. And then with uh, over to Seattle, mm-hmm. Taylor is, you know, I don't trust him either. He hasn't had a great season. Reed mm-hmm. has kind of dropped off a bit since Leonard Williams has come to town. Right. Uh, I would, if I had Leonard Williams to go with these three, I would might take him over even Mafe right now, just because Ooh, of the, the tackle upside that he has. Yeah. It seems like they all just cannibalize each other. Which is yeah. like Everybody cancels each other out. Like it sucks. Yeah. That's tough. I get so I'm voting Mafe. It looks like we got a Leonard Williams vote there. So Will, I mean, we can try to help you out there and dive, when we dive into the points given up for DTs versus DEs. Um, which actually, let me look at last week where Dallas, uh, where Dallas stood because they're probably not going to change that much um, from week to week here. So um, quickly, Dallas. Is a very good matchup for DT. So you called it, Sean, and not a good matchup. 28 against DE. So uh Leonard Williams very much might be the play. I like it. Um, with that, with that discrepancy in points given up per seventh for d- defensive tackles versus just 28th for defensive ends. I like that call a lot. So I'm gonna roll with you on that. It's this is definitely a setup week for Mafe to be another kind of dud week. <laughs> so, right, that, that'd be my fear. Very good call. I like it. All right. Um, as we split to the Bears Vikings, um, we had a really interesting comment from Will on this one too. 
Uh, oh, wait, not I didn't switch to the right one. There we go. Um, Bynum playing deep quite a bit. Metallus, the guy to own, he's dropping Bynum for Zach Moss this week and rolling with Reed Blankenship and Dax Hell. I can't really fault you on that one. Let me just confirm um, what PFF uh, has recorded for his alignments there. Um, but yeah, see, I thought I think Harrison Smith is maybe they're both kind of playing D. But let's see. Um, oh, yeah, not great. It was almost an even split at the free safety spot between Harrison Smith and Cameron Bynum. So 26 snaps for Smith and 25 for Bynum. Now, they both were getting in the box, but Bynum only 14 and Harrison Smith 23. And you're right, Metellus is the guy to own. I will agree with you there. Out of all three, I want Josh Metellus over all of them because, yeah, Metellus 26 in the box. 19 on the defensive line, 18 in the slot. Now, to counteract that, Bynum did play 28 in the slot. So uh, this is this is a frustrating <laughs> puzzle to figure out as well. So uh, there's upside still. I think it's Metellus, Bynum, Smith for sure. And then out of the guys you named in your comment there, Dax Hill, Reed Blankenship, I, I could see – parting ways with Bynum and rolling with those two. What do you think about that one, Sean? Um, I would almost drop Dax Hill over Bynum. Okay. But yeah, I, mean, I, he hasn't I would been... be fine with it. It's, it's not a huge difference, I don't guess. Mm-hmm. You, because you do have two guys from the same team. I could see if you want to get away from that. Metellus is the, right, the, the linebacker. He's Bynum. The, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely I would pick up Zach Moss for sure. So I would be dropping one yeah. of these guys. Always uh, offense over defensive backs. <laughs> yeah. Which, okay, so you got two guys from the same team, uh, and the Vikings are on a bye. So, yeah, I, I would drop Bynum yeah, over Metellus for sure. Uh, hey, Dax need, Hill. Need Dax to play this way. Dax Hill's been playing free safety a lot too, which is not great. <laughs> uh, so uh, I think that's, that's why he's going to drop Bynum because they are yeah. on the the bye week. Okay. So so you lose both Metellus and Bynum anyway. So between the two, yeah, Metellus would be the guy to keep. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, which Williams there? Um, um, he said I could grab Williams. Um, Who's a safety that's Williams? Um, I'm sure he'll type it in there. Oh, and Metellus is a free agent. Yeah, you definitely got to grab Metellus um, for sure. But, yeah, that's that's solid oh. thinking. Um, yeah, free safety a lot. So maybe Marcus Williams could be could be someone, but he's on by too. So uh, Leonard. Oh, Leonard Williams. Okay, for, for your previous take. Yeah, so gotcha. I like it. I like it a lot. Um so, yeah, we have Josh Metellus. Like I said, every week he's a my guy. Uh, Metellus, uh, 23 points there. He's just rock solid. Um, Ivan Pace continuing to to do awesome. Um, so he's he's definitely a top pickup. Uh, Kyler Gordon for the Bears. He's he's their slot corner, so he has the most opportunity. So in your corner required leagues. Um, a guy who I've been kind of anti, DJ Wanham, up to 99 percent of snaps for a defensive lineman slash edge rusher you can't ignore that the production was fine too uh five tackles three solo two passes defended like 
he should he should be rostered pretty much everywhere. So um, DJ Wanham, definitely a top pickup this week. Um, and then Eddie Jackson, again, another free safety, but he's back to 100% snap. So if you're desperate, um, that's what we saw there. So we saw Daniil Hunter continuing to be awesome. TJ Edwards continuing to be awesome. Tremaine Edmonds returning to 100% snaps and regaining the green dot. So that means your boy Jack Sanborn. Uh, you know, although he saved his week last week with kind of a fluky sack, uh, not so much this week. Um, uh, so yeah, just 24% of snaps for agent Sanborn. So, uh, what do you got on this game? Uh, Terrell Smith had a good game, but mm-hmm. I believe he was filling in for, uh, Tyreek Stevenson. Yep. Totally. So Don't if, chase uh, it. Yeah, don't which I think they're both on by. So you're not gonna really chase any of this. Uh Kyler Gordon is a guy I've been picking up a lot because he is out there. Yeah. In, in a lot of leagues. So I like Gordon a lot. Yeah, he has more big play upside than any of the others, I would say. Uh interceptions, you know, fumbles, whatever. Um boy. Jaquan Brisker just saved his day with, you know, half a sack, interception, all that. Tackles right, right. there again. But that was a it's two bad teams here. Yeah. So Yepper. Um so yeah, uh Montez Sweat say you know had came back and had a nice game. Um but he's gonna be tough to trust, you know. He just yeah, he, this could have been just a fluke, so it's it's tough to trust him going forward. So and Yannick, I know Yannick left the game in Gakwe. So I don't yeah. know if that gave uh, Sweat any more snaps or not. Yeah. Oh, I had Brian Asamo at the bottom here just because I wanted to point out zero defensive snaps, and he is healthy because he played almost exclusively um, all of the special team snaps. So Asamoa in your dynasty leagues, you it's might not just want to cut bait he, even at this point. Yeah, not looking he, good. <laughs> yeah, he's not a thing, and – He's trending in a way where he's not going to be a thing. It's Ivan Pace is, you know, the guy. It would take him to get injured. And then Anthony Barr, I think, came back. And then you still got Troy Dye in the way. Yeah. Alcimoa's gone. Yep. All right. And we're going to wrap it up here. Um, I'm just going to – the full um, sheet here. Is going to be available on the written content article um, that is out and published right now. Uh, available only to subscribers, though. So make sure you use that IDP Plus pod if you miss out on all the great deals that were going on, uh, or a couple, you know, this past week or so. But uh, so I'm just going to rip through the top ten at each position group as far as pickups that we like this week. So at linebacker, Ivan Pace from the Vikings, Elandon Roberts from the Steelers. Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa from the Browns, uh, Cody Barton from the Commanders, Sione Takitaki from the Browns, EJ Speed from the Colts, Jerome Baker from the Dolphins, Derek Barnes from the Lions. He might have that dual eligibility, remember? So if he's eligible at defensive line or end, uh, you've got a nice little cheat code there, Derek Barnes. Uh, Nicholas Morrow from the Eagles and Christian Harris from the Texans at defensive back. Uh, they're pretty much all safeties in the top 10. So Javon Holland, if people had given up on him early in the year, you definitely want him back. Uh, Jonathan Owens. Again, we touched on why 
uh, you know, kind of the direct replacement while Darnell Savage is on IR. Uh, Josh Metellus for the Vikings. Every week he's going to be in the top 10. <laughs> uh, PJ Locke for the Broncos. Jalen Thompson for the Cardinals. Much better alignment he's playing versus Buda Baker. Uh, Amani Hooker for the Titans. He's your 100% snap guy as a safety. Uh, Jair Brown and Tashawn Gibson, both from the 49ers, I think are both going to have some nice opportunity here going forward. Uh, Marcus Williams from the Ravens and Jordan Battle from the Bengals, who is playing more of the strong safety role, getting the, the opportunistic alignment roles in the box. So uh, Jordan Battle should be rostered. At defensive end, we said just touched on DJ Wanham playing 99% of the snaps. Amazing. So you got to have him rostered. Uh, Bradley Chubb could see an uptick in production with the unfortunate loss of Jalen Phillips. Uh, Jadavion Clowney from the Ravens continues to turn in a really nice year, uh, getting to the quarterback almost every week here in the past few weeks. Uh, Michael Heck from the uh, Rams continues to turn in a nice season. Uh, Tuli Tui Pelotu from the Chargers is just played 90% of snaps and is in uh, pretty much every snap player for the Chargers as an edge rusher. Uh, BJ Ojolari from the Cardinals continues to ramp up his playing time and giving us a solid production this week went without a sack, but gave us a solid tackle for, which is very encouraging uh, for the young rookie edge rusher. Uh, Harold Landry from the Titans, a very strong uh, snap player and he's fully healthy now. Uh, Odafe Owe has great peripherals. You know, he's going to have lumpy production, but should definitely be rostered. Cameron Hayward jumped back to 81% of snaps. He seems healthy, ready to go, and got a sack. And then Kobe Turner for the Rams, uh, two sacks this week. He is just looking like a great uh, rookie who's, you know, really coming on in the second half of the season. Here. So, um, so yeah, that takes us to the end of the show, boys and girls. Thank you for an awesome inaugural live IDP Plus recap episode here. Uh, I appreciate Sean T jumping out with me. Sean, what's your Twitter handle again? At Sean8386. There you go. Sean8386 on Twitter. I am Steve Thomason, a.k.a. Dynasty Santa, and we appreciate everyone being here, and thank you for listening, and we will see you next week.